Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack. And save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Water Cooler, the world's most statistically average sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. My name is Ryan Saber, the most electrifying voice in sports information. And with me, as always. What's up, guys? It's Lukey. I am fired up. I'm coming in hot. Saba, our long wait is finally over. We months and months. This and is a golf thing, right? We've been going back and mm-hmm. forth on guys in my head. Mm-hmm. Been getting in online arguments over players, but it's mm-hmm. finally here. U.S. Captain Steve Stricker has made <laughs> his captain's picks. What are we talking about today? I, I had a feeling. He made all the right picks. I'm fired up. We fi- we're finally U.S. Team U.S. is on the right track. Look, golf aside, this is the number one show of the year for us. This is the NFL preview. And this year it takes on a little bit of a different tone, a little bit of a different feel. It's not the same old Browns. Even though we are sports fans, we talk about sports in general. We, we are fans of many players. In many teams, we are first and foremost Cleveland Browns fans. This is our favorite sport. That is our favorite team. So this year, the NFL preview is going to take on a little bit of a different tone. There's different enthusiasm. We're going to talk about the team, that the teams that we think are going to excel the most, exceed the most, the teams that we think are going to drop back. We're going to talk about the teams that we think are going to make the playoffs. We're going to name our award winners. We're going to pick the Super Bowl teams and winners. And then we'll wrap up with some bold predictions. And then we will do the second annual water cooler challenge. Full slate today. We got a lot to get to. You ready? Uh, Let's do it. But before we get into the show, a word from our sponsor. It is that time of year again. All eyes are turning to football as the teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including Online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000. NFL Survivor Contest, open now at betonline.ag. 
what do you got this week? We're currently one, two, and one to start the season. I had a win last week with who who hit Michigan under hit <laughs> Ohio State pushed. I lost with Notre Dame. They blew the lead, and then you lost with Georgia Clemson. Okay, so what do you got this week? I'm hoping to continue my my trend of losing. I've got the Kansas City Chiefs minus six and a half at home. <laughs> You're the worst. All right. I got two this week. Bet number one, Carolina minus five and a half at home against the New York Jets. The Sam Darnold revenge game. I like Carolina a lot. Like I dislike the Jets a lot. I think they're going to be a really bad team. Improved, but bad. Carolina, I like them. Minus five and a half. Take them at home against the Jets. And then the lock of the fucking week. Listen to me. Bet your mortgage on this pick. This is the mortgage pick of the week. Atlanta Ooh. Falcons minus three and a half at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. Take the Falcons. The Eagles are garbage. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of Bet Online's opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th. The season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, let's get into the NFL preview. Start with the good. Who's your surprise team of the year? And the way that we want to characterize the surprise team of the year is the team that is going to exceed their Vegas over under the most that's currently listed at betonline.ag. I'm going with uh, the Atlanta Falcons team that uh, you just picked. So uh, hopefully that they get off to that good start. They are, they are pushed at seven and a half uh, as the over under. And I believe if we if you go back to the NFC South show, I probably took the under. I had to go back and double check on that. I've since changed my tune a little bit. I feel like Arthur Smith with Matt Ryan is going to be a good thing. I feel like they were weak in the red zone the past several years with different guys calling plays and Dan Quinn at the helm. But I feel like they're going to be good. And, um, you know, we got some more surprises later, but I think they're going to go over on that by. uh do I have to tell you how much? I don't want to give no, anything away. I don't think so. No. So I think it's going to be Atlanta. I think they're going to exceed by the most. The more I work with you and the more we do this show, I don't know if you you might be Nick Wright. Like you <laughs> might be Nick Wright. Love LeBron. Love Pat Mahomes. He is Nick Wright so, might be me. Nick Wright is so hot on Atlanta right now. It's it was not surprising to me that you came with that take because he's been on them the last week and a half. And I know you're going to say, why do you watch Nick Wright every day? I, I, I enjoy Nick Wright. I actually like his take. So th that that is more of a compliment than anything, even though you may not take it that way. My surprise team of the year. Look, they're not necessarily a surprise, but I think it's the team that's going to exceed their over under the most. And it's the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay's at nine. I think they're going to win 12 games. Uh, we talked about it in the over under. So they're a team that's going to exceed their over under by three games. I love Green Bay, love Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is still on his 
fuck you tour, as you called it from last year. So I think Green Bay is going to be that surprise team of the year and more to come on that, especially when we get into some of these awards. But I really like the Packers and in, in their potential for this season. I like it. The tour continues one last time. This might be a, like a fuck you to uh, to his uh, GM, too. So it's the last dance. There you go. All right. Biggest disappointment of the year. What team do you think is going to fall below their Vegas assigned over under the most? Typically, you pick a team with the high over under, right? I'm not. I'm yes. going with the Houston. With the, They have four wins. They're, they're projected to go four. I think they're going to fall short of that quite a bit. They might not even win a game. So, yeah, I got them falling, falling the shorts. They're not winning more than one. If they beat Jacksonville on Sunday. <laughs> they're not beating Jacksonville. Oh, Tyra, you know, okay, look, it's no surprise. Houston, Detroit, I think those are teams that I looked at really hard, but there is a team that Vegas thinks is going to win six and a half games, and I think they're absolute dog shit, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. They're a three-win, possibly a four-win football team, so I think the Philadelphia Eagles, and look, it's not going to disappoint me. I don't hate the Eagles. I don't hate Eagles fans. I just don't understand the infatuation with Philly. I don't understand the infatuation with Jalen Hurts. I didn't understand the infatuation with Carson Wentz prior to that, even though I, you know, I kind of like Carson Wentz now, but more because I'm an underdog guy. But I promise you that I'm not out to get the Philadelphia Eagles, their fan base. I just think they're a terrible football team. I think Jalen Hurts is, is, is terrible and, they're going to be a, a major disappointment to their fan base and a lot of the national media that thinks they actually have a chance uh, to do something this year. So their fan base might think that I, I don't think most reasonable people looking at that roster um, and that just whole situation think that this is a year where they're going to make any kind of realistic noise or any kind of push for the playoffs. The team sucks. <laughs> Division winners and wild cards. Let's start with the NFC. Uh, let's go ahead and, and run through. Let's do the division winners first. Who you got? All right. So I get I want to start in the NFC. You just want me to go right down one, yeah, one just division, go, one just winner. just the divisions, and then we'll get into the wild cards after that. All right. I got I'm gonna start with the NFC East. I've got Washington taking that division. Not a believer in Dallas's offense. Gave you some numbers last week. They were, you know, right around 14th in EPA per play with Dak. And without him, it got even worse. I do think that they have a good offense. I do think they'll be better than that. I just don't think it'll be enough to to overcome the defense. So I got Washington winning that division. The North, pretty simple here. We're going Green Bay. You alluded to it earlier. The fuck you tour continues with our guy Aaron Rodgers in the South. Pretty cut and dry there as well. Tampa Bay is probably the best team in the league. Not probably. They are the best team in the league. They have the best roster out West. I'm going. This was the hardest one for me. I don't know how you felt about it. I settled on the Los Angeles Rams. I just think that they almost or did they? I think they won this division with Goff last year. So they're better at quarterback now. I don't see them going to back. I we we do know that defense is not sticky year over year. They could they could see a little bit of a backslide, but I'm expecting them to at least be the same and probably a game or two better. So I got them winning the West. We see eye to eye. All four teams. I, I think. I will just a little bit of an additional piece there. I think the NFC West is the best division in football. T top to bottom, it, it might be the best division in sports. There's some divisions in baseball and things like that. They have some really good teams top to bottom. I, the NL Central comes to mind. Sometimes they're really good. But this year, right now, 
the NFC West is probably the best division in sports. I got Rams. I got Bucks. I got the Washington football team. You said it. Their defense is going to be uh, very aggressive. It's going to be ferocious. I think it's going to remind people of what Jacksonville's defense was a few years ago when they went to the AFC championship, just getting after the quarterback. And then the Packers. I think the NFC is 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 pretty cut and dry. Now, obviously, when you get into wild card teams, it gets a little bit more, you know, who, who's going to be in there. So I'm interested to see if, if we have the same three wild card teams. Who do you got in the NFC? So the NFC, I've got two from that from that NFC West. I've got Seattle at the five, San Francisco at the six, and uh, looking ahead a little bit for my seven seed, a little bold prediction. I got Atlanta. I got Atlanta in there. I got Atlanta as the seventh seed, and it's sneaking into the playoffs. It's so funny. I wanted to put Atlanta in there, and actually one of my bold predictions, just to get ahead of ourselves, num- my number one bold prediction is Atlanta almost makes the playoffs. <laughs> almost makes the playoffs. That The NFC was tough. The NFC was tough trying to find like a seventh team. It, it could be any one of, you know, it, it could be. Three or four teams. Yeah, New Orleans, I, I, Dallas is right there. Carolina. Carolina could be. I think that they're they're a solid bet. So Minnesota. Yeah. If they stay healthy. Right. Absolutely. But I got Seattle. I got the 49ers and my seventh team is different from yours. I wanted to put Atlanta in there. I didn't. Uh, I'm going with the Cowboys. I, I think their offense is going to be elite. Now, their defense is going to be, you know, bottom five ish. Right. I, I, you know, I, we'll see what happens there. But, you know, Seattle 49ers, and I'm going to put the Cowboys in there. Obviously, it's going to hinge on the health of, of Dak, right? I mean, he's he's healthy coming into the season. He was banged up a little bit in the preseason. They got three dynamic, dynamic wide receivers. Obviously, Ezekiel Elliott is, you know, a top five back in the league. He's coming in in great shape. I think he's ready to, to really make a return back to what he was. Zeke's only got one or two probably great years left. I think this is one of them. So the only difference that we have in the NFC is our third wild card team, the seventh team, and you have Atlanta and I have Dallas. And, you know, full disclosure, I changed it to Atlanta uh, at some point today. I, I, I did have Dallas in there, but uh, just the more I thought about it, the, the more I just felt like Atlanta, you know, they can push there. I think that their offense I don't know if it's elite, but I think it can be as good as Dallas. So let's move to the AFC. Who are your division winners in the AFC? All right. Starting out the East. I'm going with uh, with Buffalo to win this division. We'll talk more about Josh Allen, I'm sure. But uh, it might have been his best year, but he might just be this guy. You know, he might just be this guy now. I, I mean, we'll have to wait and see, but I feel like they'll have enough to win that division pretty, pretty handily. And then uh, AFC North, I've got Baltimore winning the division. Their offseason is a little scary. Their offseason was a little scary with the injuries, Dobbins, Bateman. There's still no receivers over there, but, you know, they didn't have any receivers last year. The defense is still really good. I know that they lost Judon and uh, some other guys, but they still have some They still have some dogs over there that can play D. I just need to see Cleveland beat them. I need to see Cleveland beat them before I can, you know, push them over that hump. I, I just, and this might just be a defense mechanism for me, but I need to see it. Uh, ten In the South, I got Tennessee. Not a believer in Carson Wentz. Jacksonville, while I do like Trevor Lawrence, they that they just look so bad. That roster's got a long way to go. I'm not totally sold that Urban Meyer's the right guy for that job. 
so yeah, I got Tennessee there. And out west, uh, it's going to be Kansas City. I don't think the Chargers have enough to really challenge yet, but uh, but yeah, Kansas City. Some differences here. One big one. I like the Chiefs. I, I was late to the Chiefs party. Late on Patrick Mahomes. I'm mad enough to admit, you know, that I was wrong. I still don't think he's as good as most people do, but I do think that he is a tremendous, tremendous football player. I don't see anything changing in that division other than, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to be as dominant as they've been in the past few years, but they're still going to be really good in the South. I like the Titans. Same thing as you. I want to go down the road with Indianapolis. I want to, you know, be able to put my faith in Carson Wentz. I have to see it. I have to see what that team looks like. I have to see Michael Pittman kind of continue to develop. I have to see what that defense looks like. You know, there's some changes on that defense, those kind of things. Just need to see more from them. East, I got the Bills. I was huge on the Bills last year preseason. You know that. Huge on Josh Allen. I believe that we will see Josh Allen regress back to the mean a little bit this year. I still think he's going to be really good. He's still going to rush for a lot of touchdowns. He's still going to throw touchdowns. I just, I don't think you're going to see the efficiency, the accuracy. I mean, the guy, you know, the numbers way better than I do, but he had some really historic numbers, especially for a player that had never done it at any level at the level that he did not in high school. I mean, I would love to see statistics on guys who never threw. I think he had never never happened. It's never happened. A completion percentage of over 50%. And then what was he? 70% last year or, you know, high sixties or whatever. It was over 55%. He had never, and this has never happened. So, you know, there's definitely a reason to be skeptical there, but you know, if you look at the last two, you know, his season last year and then Lamar's the year that he won the MVP, Lamar kind of did it with smoke and mirrors a little bit with, you know, with his legs. Sure. And he just wasn't nearly as efficient as a passer. But Allen was like off the charts, uh, efficient, accurate, all that stuff. Like, you know, whereas Lamar wasn't as accurate and it was just a little bit different. It was a little bit smoke and mirrors. And Josh Allen's season was just not similar in that way, which lets me be a little bit more bullish on him than I am Lamar Jackson. But uh, you, I, I've said it before. I said it with Lamar and I said it with Allen. It could easily be the best season he ever has, or this could just be, you know, who he is. He's a guy that's going to throw 35, 40 touchdowns and, and 10 picks and complete 70% of his passes. I compared Josh Allen to Cam Newton last year in the preseason. Uh, I think he had a very Cam Newton-esque. The year Cam won the MVP was very similar to what Josh Allen did last year. I continue to believe that you are going to see a similar career progression you know, obviously he may not drop off as quickly as Cam did. Cam had a lot of injuries. I don't think uh, Josh Allen's is a, as reckless with his body as Cam was, but he certainly does some reckless things. I think Buffalo's going to win the division, but I think you're going to see a, a a much different, a lesser version of Josh Allen, which is probably a more realistic version of who he is over the remainder of his career. And then the AFC North, I, I have the Cleveland Browns. More to come on that later. Who do you like for your wild cards? Just, just for a quick iteration, Cam Newton was eighth in EPA per play that year that he won the MVP. Might have actually maybe should have been Carson um, Carson Palmer's award that year. And uh, But Allen was number two in EPA per play uh, last year. So Okay. 
I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, they, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. And I don't necessarily disagree with it. You know, Cam's spike year came much later in his career than than, you know, this is only Allen's third year. But Cam's only but been yeah. in the league for like nine years, dude. That happened like six years ago. That was like his third year in the league. That was like his fourth or fifth year. So, all right. Look, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to argue about how close Cam Newton and Josh Allen are as players. You know what I mean? Right. Who do you like? Who all are right, your wild so card AFC, teams yeah. in the AFC? ASC, uh, I got Cleveland in the five spot. Um, I think they're really good. I think they might even have the same record as the as the division winner in there, but just lose a tiebreaker. I just I gotta see it. I gotta see him. I need I need to I need him to show it to me before I just crown him. And uh, I got the Chargers in the sixth spot. I don't love it, but I went a little bit on a limb here in the seven seed. And I wanted I, I know that the Chargers are better than this team, so this is how I ended them up. And I, I've got Miami going to uh, to the playoffs here in the seventh seed. It was New England. It was New England. It was New England. And then, you know, I really thought about it is is uh, I think their defense is really good. I think they're going to play bully ball and run the shit out of the ball. I don't know if Mac Jones is going to be a guy that um, gets you a touchdown in a game where you need a touchdown. I don't know if he's going to do that enough times for a team that's designed that the way they are. You know, if you think about teams like that, it makes me think of teams like the, the Seahawks, you know, in, in the the late 2000 and teens, you know, those teams had sick defenses. They ran the ball a ton, but they had Russell Wilson. I don't think Mac Jones is, is, is quite that caliber. So I got Miami there and I got New England just missing. I wanted to put 10 teams in the playoffs from the AFC. The AFC is stacked. AFC is stacked. We're similar again. Uh, I got the Chargers. I got the Ravens and I have the Dolphins. The only difference that we have in the NFC is our seventh playoff team. The only difference that we have in the AFC is flipping the Browns and the Ravens. So very minimal to your point. Dolphins are my last team in the AFC. It really came down to them, the Patriots. And I'm going to be honest with you. I even considered Indianapolis in there. Indianapolis has a really good defense. I think Jonathan, they're going to ride Jonathan Taylor. You know, we'll see what Carson Wentz is. So it would not surprise me. If Indianapolis was the team versus the Dolphins, look, I am not ready to do the whole Mac Jones is the second coming of Tom Brady. People are already on the Mac Jones Hall of Fame tour. I mean, I feel like there's a few media members that already have a gold jacket ready for them in their closets at home. Like, I'm not there yet. Do I think Mac Jones could be the second or third best quarterback in this class? Early on, maybe we'll see. Let's pump the brakes on Mac Jones. Let's pump brakes on the Patriots. They don't really have a running back. I mean, they, they have a lot of running backs, but they don't really have a running game. You know, the Ramon J. Stevenson, who nobody even knows who he is, is probably the guy that's going to end up being the, the, the player for them. And, you know, their wide receiver core is not great. You know, a lot of those names we don't know. You know, Jonu Smith's probably going to end up being – the most reliable targets, you know, Kobe's pretty sure handed. Kobe's Kobe Myers is a good player. I'm not taking anything away from him. I don't think that you're, you're making a playoff run with Jacoby Myers and John Smith. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So we'll leave it at that. I like the dolphins. I like what they bring to the table. Everything that you said, I'm, I'm, I'm still on Tua. I like their receiver core. I like, I think, and I've, and I've talked about this. I've drafted Malcolm Brown in every single league that I have. I think you can get a, a I think Malcolm Brown's going to end up being RB one there. If you haven't drafted, well, you, you have, but you know, daily fantasy, especially later on in the season, Malcolm Brown is going to get touchdowns. Like that dude 
is going to hawk a lot of points. Just keep that in mind. Let's move to the award winners before we get to the Super Bowl and the and the and the winner of the Super Bowl. Let's just uh, we'll go one by one. Who do you like for offensive rookie of the year? Well, after listening to you, I might want to change my pick here, but I got, <laughs> I got Mac Jones because I, I have think, a problem with that. I think that he's not going to have a good a year as, um, you know, the other two guys that are starting. Like I think I think you're going to look at Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, and Zach Wilson, and you're going to say, well, I, I'd rather have the other two over Mac Jones. But I think Mac Jones's team is going to win more football games. And I think that's going to push him over. I even think, you know, once Justin Fields finally gets it started, you know, his rate statistics and his efficiency and those kind of things that if you extrapolate them, he's going to look better than Mac Jones. But you talked about the media. These, these things are media driven. They're already talking about Mac Jones. He was the best quarterback in the preseason, you know, da, da, da. So so that's my guy for offensive rookie let of the him year. Throw, let him throw three picks against Miami on Sunday. And, and, <laughs> and that, the fucking media turns on. Oh, dude, dude, if that happens. Go, yeah. I'm, I, that's on the Elmo meme with the with the atom bomb going in the background. <laughs> that's me. If he does I think it's picks. more likely that he throws that he throws three picks and he throws three touchdowns. Sure, sure. I I, I mean I don't disagree. I just I, I think they're going to win that game. Um, <laughs> just because he give Belichick a month to to figure it out, two months or however long that that he's been preparing for him. So, and then if he, I wanted to give a longer shot too down the board for each of these. Um, a guy that I like a teammate of one of the guys I just uh, spoke of was uh, Elijah Moore. I know that Corey Davis had been a pretty big target hard, but Elijah Moore's back. They had some early rookie camp synergy and some, uh, some chemistry going there. So I I like Elijah Moore a lot. And uh, you know, there's, there's, there's some good value on it. I don't think he can win the award, but that was a guy I wanted to mention. Early reports out of training camp. He was the best player on the team. And I don't think Elijah Moore, if, if him and, and Zach Wilson have that chemistry, he's going to throw the ball to Elijah Moore. I, I love that pick as sort of a dark horse. I love it. I think that uh, for me, a dark horse is probably a guy like Trey Sermon. I think, you know, I know you have injury concerns with him, but I think that well, if he stays healthy, if there's he stays no healthy, yeah. he's probably my dark horse for rookie of the year. Love it. This is going to be a quarterback award. I, I think it's going to come down to – I really believe it's going to come down to three guys. I think it's going to come down to Lawrence Fields or the guy that I think is going to win it. I think Trey Lance is going to win the rookie of the year. I think he's going to be the starting quarterback week two or week three. Ooh. I, just Garopp, I, I think I, – but I think it's going to be because of injury. I think Garoppolo has an injury history. He gets banged up. I think Trey Lance is going to go in there and in that Kyle Shanahan offense, he is going to fucking ball – out Kittle Ayuk Debo the running backs like I think and Trey Lance is a guy that he could throw for 3,000 yards and rush for you know eight or 900 yards and have 25 you know 25 is probably a little bit too aggressive but he could have like 30 combined touchdowns with his legs and his arm I think Trey Lance wins the offensive rookie of the year I'm really looking forward to seeing him get get out there yeah, I'm interested. Um, I like it. You know, we talked about uh, rookie drafts taking a quarterback for your QB two. I actually took Trey Lance uh, in my in my most recent draft before I took my quarterback that I'm going to start in week one. So, you know, I, I I just think that he's worth a bench dash. I hate carrying two quarterbacks, but I think a guy like that where he's got league winning potential and he can certainly win this award. So yeah, especially at the pick. end, right? Mm-hmm. When you, when you think about fantasy football. 
towards the end of the season, and we talked about it in the over-under game, San Francisco has a relatively easy schedule because of where they finished last year. He's had he's got the opportunity to have some really big games in the second half of the season. So, all right, let's move to the defensive rookie of the year. Who do you like for the defensive guy? All right, before we get to the pick, I'm going to go with a long shot here, and it's a guy that might surprise you a little bit. He's not going to play a ton, to be honest with you. Um, he's on a stack team. He went late in the first round. It's Joe you, Tryon. And you hated this pick. I did. It's Joe Tryon. Um, I just think that they're going to be they're going to be up in so many games. Their schedule is really really bad. I think they have like the 27th strength of schedule according to PFF, and um, he's just going to be able to pin his ears back and go. You know, he could pick up 10, 12 sacks. I don't think ultimately that he does win this award, but um, I did. I did want to mention his name as a guy that's, you know, possibly a uh, a high sack guy. And then for my actual winner, another first round pick, Quiddy Pay for the Indianapolis Colts. You mentioned the defense is going to be pretty good. I think so. He was awesome in the preseason. He had a ninety four point two PFF grade in the preseason. Um, he had three pressures, two sacks. You know, he only played thirty two snaps. So that kind of production came on 20 pass rush snaps. So he's a guy, again, that's going to get after the quarterback. He was kind of a tweener size wise, but you know, if, if, if that can translate, then, you know, I, I think he might be the guy. Certainly watched a lot of Quiddy pay. Uh, he's a Michigan guy. He could never get home. He was a guy that was always around the quarterback, pressuring the quarterback, but he didn't have big sack numbers at Michigan. I think, you know, if he can start to get home in in the NFL, he could be a dominant, dominant football player. I like that pick. I'm going to go with a guy that I loved pre-draft. I love where he went. I'm going with Micah Parsons, dude. I, I think Micah Parsons, you know, he watching some of these Cowboy games in the preseason, he might be the best player on the defense. He's going to be he's going to be a guy that's all over the field. He's going to get a lot of sacks. I think I think they're going to use him to blitz the quarterback. I think he's going to get a lot of tackles. Um, he's also, you know, he may not have interception numbers, but I think he can, you know, he can play defense on tight ends and things like that with the way the game's going. I think he's going to have some pass breakups. I like Micah Parsons. I would never say that a rookie is a lock, but he's a guy that I think is going, he's going to have an immediate impact. And uh, I think he's going to put up big numbers as a rookie for that team. Certainly. And, uh, you know, the front runner for the pick. So, you know, he's got a leg up already. You know, media's already you've already seen his name, you know, so he's got a leg up in that regard. And the defense isn't going to be as bad as they were last year. I don't I don't think they, it's possible. So he's going to get a lot of probably undue justice for, quote unquote, turning uh, that turning defense around. around. But um, but yeah, so I think that he's going to be right there. Last year, Kevin Stefanski won this award. Maybe a little bit of a surprise to some. I, I think, you know, Browns fans and and people that were around the Minnesota organization for a long time knew how smart of a guy that Kevin Stefanski was. Who do you think wins coach of the year this year? I'm going to go with, oh, I'm going to go picking this on the fly, huh? No, I've got it here. I'm just trying to figure out how I want to frame it. I'm going with Kyle Shanahan. Um, I think that, uh, you know, he's won, I believe he's won this award uh, before the year they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And um, specifically if Trey Lance does get in there early and they make a little run, Forget about it. that's locked in. So I think he's got a good shot there. So this is just kind of a uh, kind of a game theory play here. I'm not sure that, you know, 
if, if Jimmy G is in there and they win 10 or 11 games and they just kind of look ho-hum, he probably doesn't have much of a shot here, but I'm kind of with you on, on the Trey Lance stuff. And if, if it pans out, I mean, he's going to look like a genius, which let's be honest. I mean, he was, he traded up for him and that was probably his plan the whole time. And so he'll probably be, uh, he'll probably be deserving of that award if, if that should uh, pan out that way. I like Shanahan. He's one that I considered another guy that I really considered hard was Arthur Smith. I think of Atlanta exceeds and plays really well. And if they even make the playoffs uh, that, you know, very Stefanski esque, right. You know, he'll be attributed to the turnaround, but I'm going to go. I think Matt LaFleur is going to win the award. I think the Packers are going to win 12 or 13 games. That offense is going to be dynamic again. Aaron Rodgers, when you have, Andy Reid, Matt LaFleur, they look really fucking smart because they have top five quarterbacks of all time out there running their offense, you know? So anytime, you know, sometimes it hurts them. I think in this situation, it's going to help them because of all the offseason stuff that went on with the Packers, all the dissension, and then they're going to come back and they're going to be able to, you know, win 12 or 13 games. The media loves doing the storyline. Well, that's just great coaching. You know what I mean? That's great coaching. He brought them together. So I'm going to go with LaFleur. I really like Shanahan as well. Arthur Smith is my dark horse. I'm going with LaFleur. I, I love the Arthur Smith pick. I love it. I love it. Um, but I heard a funny stat today that kind of relates to this, and I wanted to touch on it. Um, Mike Dicka has the rookie tight end receiving yards record, 1,076 yards. Kyle Pitts is going to destroy that. He had 12 touchdowns. He did it on 56 receptions. So you think yeah. you're, you're going, I, I was going to say, you want to go over under, you're going. How many yards? Up, up. What's the yards? 1,076. So 50 touchdowns, 1,075 yards, 12 touchdowns. Yeah. 56 receptions. I think he's definitely going to blow the touch, uh, the receptions and the yards out of the water. He'll probably have 80 or 90 catches. He'll probably have 12 or 13. <laughs> yeah. I think, dude, I think they're going to throw to him a lot. They're going to throw to Ridley and him like in, in Russell Gage. I think Russell Gage is a sneaky dude that could put up some numbers that offense. They are going to throw the ball a lot. They're going to they're going to pound Mike Davis early and then they're going to throw. Uh, I, I think Kyle Pitts blows the, the the catch number and the yards number out of the water and 12, 12 touchdowns for a rookie tight end feels like a lot. So I'm not going to give him that one. I'm excited. I, I, I this is this is one guy that I'm probably one of the most excited to to watch play week one. I, I know you were excited. You were texting me all last fall when he was at Florida about how you, you know, would love oh. to have Kyle Pitts. I'm not going to go into the X-rated some of the X-rated texts that you sent me, but you were excited. I wanted to run about three personnel. I wanted to run three personnel. Yeah. Just put three fucking tight ends out there with OBJ. <laughs> all right, so let's move to the MVPs. Uh, let, let's go defensive MVP, defensive player of the year first. You look, it's probably a three horse race. Who you got? Yeah, Aaron Donald's going to win it. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to spend much time here. I think he's probably going to win it. A longer shot. He's not even, this is the other two guys I have for this are not long shots. I, I, I think Chase Young has a legitimate shot at it. Um, I like that. I think Donald will probably win it. Um, but Chase Young has a really, really good shot at it. I think that the defense is going to be really good. And, um, you know, he's a year two now. He, he's got he's got some uh, he's got a full camp under his season, a regular regular offseason. And, um, you know, I think he's going to have a ridiculous sack numbers. Chase Young wasn't even a guy that I considered. Obviously, you know what I think about that Washington defense. I talked about it. I really like that one. I think T.J. Watt is 
a guy that is going to be in the mix, obviously Aaron Donald, because yes. he's probably the best player in football, but I'm going to make the Homer pick dude. I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I think miles Garrett has like 18, 19, 20 sacks this year. I think he wins defensive play. I mean, I, I just, I think he's going and, and you're making this weird look and you're shaking no, your no, head. No. Like I just, I believe the addition of Jadavian Clowney, the improved, and it will continue to improve secondary will allow, will give him more time to get to the quarterback. He's had big sack numbers in the past with quarterbacks able to get the ball out quickly because we're not covering anybody. He is going to get more coverage sacks this year. So, you know, 16, 17, 18, to me, like 16, 17 sacks is the floor. I think you're looking at 19, 20 is the ceiling. I think he's going to end up being, and not to mention he wreaks havoc in the backfield on the run game too, right? Like he's getting to running backs in the backfield. I think he's going to have big tackle for loss numbers. I think he's going to have big sack numbers and I'm going with miles Garrett. It's a Homer pick, but I believe it in my heart. No, I, I firmly believe if, if it's not, if, if Donald does not play and then, and then it's, it's a shoe in for Garrett, uh, TJ Watt with all due respect, he's great. Uh, he's not Miles Garrett. And, uh, you know, you talked about it last year. Garrett was well on his way last year before he got sick and he came back, was just not the same. Let's hope he's fully recovered. All that's in the past. And uh, the, the Browns were 27th on defense in uh, in injury luck. You know, they missed the 27th most games due to due to injury. So if we can get that flipped a little bit, the improved coverage. Yeah. I, I mean, 2022. What's the record? I think it's 22 and a half. That's uh, not that's not 20, out of the question. 23, maybe. That's not that that's 100% not out of the question. So I'm not going to bang on TJ Watt. All right. I think TJ Watt's a really good. I I know you're not. I think he's a really good football player, but to your point, he is not miles Garrett. And I don't know if you saw the tweet that I, the tweet that I tweeted yesterday. I saw it. I saw it. You know, uh, there's a lot of Pittsburgh media, national media, Pittsburgh fans that are saying, you know, he's a generational talent. How can you be a generational defensive talent when you're not even the best defensive player in your division? I like TJ Watt. I think he's a good football player. I think he's an impact player. The top 100 players, NFL.com or somebody put, it wasn't NFL.com, it was somebody else last week. They put it out. They had him at like number six. They had Miles Garrett at like 14. They had Aaron Donald was like five on the list, right? Like TJ Watt was, it's nuts to me. That's the last thing I'm going to say. I agree with you wholeheartedly. This is not a anti-TJ Watt podcast. This is a pro-Miles Garrett podcast, and that's the reality. Let's get to the MVP. Uh, the Real quick, the record is 22 and a half. Michael Strahan had that in... When Favre um, fell down. Yeah, 2001. 22 and a half sacks. 2001? That's how long ago that was? That's what it says. God, you're getting old, man. All right, MVP. Who's the best player in the NFL this year? Uh... I mean, the best player is Patrick Mahomes, but I- I'm not picking him to win the MVP. Um, I'm not. I'm not. This is a media-driven award. I-, I think that their schedule is a little bit harder. Looking at PFF, I believe it's 16th. They have the 16th uh, hardest strength to schedule here. And the guy I'm picking, his his team has the 27th. The guy oh I'm picking has... Oh, my God. The guy I'm picking has five primetime games. He's got another three national games at 430 with Buck and Aikman and Nance and Romo. And, you know... They're gonna. Their schedule is not that tough. They're gonna get At off forty three to, to a crazy start, and it's gonna be. You're just gonna. It's, you're gonna start getting drilled with it. 
starting like week three, week four, week five. It's just, and it's, it's, it's the momentum's not going to stop. They're going to be, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10 and oh. And uh, yeah, it, it's Tom Brady. He's going to win the MVP. Man. I love that you have come around, come on to the Tom Brady. It's not even, a I haven't train. done anything. I it's haven't done reality. anything. No, I haven't done anything. I, I, he's just, he's just going to win this award. I don't I've think always, he's, I've always known he was this good. I don't think he's going to win the award. I think he's going to be in the mix. And you've heard me talk about the guys that I think are going to be in the mix. I don't believe Josh Allen's going to be in the mix. I believe you're going to have your usual suspects, Pat Mahomes, uh, excuse me, Patrick Mahomes. He does not like to be called Pat Russell Wilson. I think is going to be in the mix this year. I think he actually gets some votes this year, Matt Stafford. I believe that Baker Mayfield will be in the conversation. Tom Brady, I'm going with the back-to-back. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win the award again for all the reasons I I believe. I just – that dude is out. He's going – he will not be with the Packers next year. So he's basically showing everybody that he is still – he was the best player. He won the MVP last year. He's going to win the MVP this year. He's going to try to set himself up in the same situation – that Tom Brady's in now, whether that's going to Denver or, you know, wherever Indianapolis, I don't know, but he's going to try to set himself up in a similar situation to do that. You have to win the MVP. So I'm going with Aaron Rodgers back-to-back MVPs, never a fan of a back-to-back MVP award because of voter fatigue and those kinds of things. But I think the dynamics are such that, Aaron Rodgers will still be able to uh, get that award. Yeah, um, no question with any or no problem with any of the guys you mentioned, save for one or two, but uh, being in the conversation. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I could see it. I could definitely see it. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me at all. Super Bowl matchup and who is winning the Super Bowl this year? Are we going are we going AFC NFC championship games? Nah, just yeah, you can do it that way. I don't have an issue with it. I was trying my hardest to figure out a way to make this look different than the actual stuff that we got last year. I don't really see how it's going to be different from what we got last year. So in the AFC, I got Casey over Buffalo. And in the NFC, I did go a little bit different, but not by much. I got Green Bay over San Francisco. And the Super Bowl, I got Casey over Green Bay. That's not a bad one, especially... With the NFC, I actually I see one of those two teams that you just mentioned, the Packers or the 49ers, being the team that Tampa Bay plays in the Super Bowl. It's it's, it's the NFC Championship. Yes, the excuse me, the NFC Championship. I, I Tampa wins. The AFC, I, I don't know. I don't know who the Browns are going to beat in the AFC Championship, but the Cleveland Browns are going to the Super Bowl, and and you need to give me the mic for a minute. You know me. I don't normally do what I'm about to do. The Cleveland Browns are going to win the Super Bowl. I have goosebumps right now. I want the world to know. I will. I am the guy that sits back, be calm, be cool. Don't get, don't get into the hype. I never get too high. I never get too low when we're losing, when we're winning. This is the reality. The world, the media, the fans of other teams – The city of Cleveland and the fans, they need to prepare themselves for the reality that the Cleveland Browns are the best roster in football. By the end of the season, they will be the best team in football. They are going to end 
Tom Brady's run, and we are going to win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, Super Browns. Bold predictions. You got any? I'm not sure I got any that topped that. Um, <laughs> wow. That's how you fail? Let's see I, here. I, I, and again, you know me, dog. Like, I don't go on those, like, the Browns are going to win anything, right? Like, I believe it in my fucking heart, man. Hey, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Okay, before we get to the bold takes, <laughs> I, I heard I heard a pretty bold one for a Rodgers landing spot today. So I wanted to ask you, where do you think he ends up? Because you alluded to he's done, he's gone. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Where do you think he ends up next year? Yeah, I, I think Denver is probably yeah an ideal. I do situation. too. Or 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 Vegas. I think Vegas is an interesting one. You know what? Answer that, and then I got I got one for you. I, I agree with, with both places. Both, I think, are more likely than um, the, the spot I heard today. But I really just wanted to talk about the spot I heard today. New Orleans? Carolina. I don't hate it. They, they're in the Deshaun Watson mix. Deshaun Watson may never play football again. They want to aggressively go after a quarterback. Well, we it, know that Tepper, yeah, we know that Tepper has eyes for that. And he'll pay whatever. It makes sense. It came along with the caveat that it would cost some trade compensation, likely two to three first-round okay. picks. Yeah. And then you're going to have to pay him $50 million a year. Imagine that offense. If you are able to bring back everybody you have and that defense, we already know that defense is ascending. They are getting better. But if you got McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, uh, Terrace Marshall, Terrace Marshall, you know, like that to me is, is an ideal situation, very similar to the Denver situation with the young talent at receiver with Sutton, Judy, Hamler, young running back in Javante Williams, obviously not as dynamic as Christian McCaffrey, but I think those are probably the two situations. And again, New Orleans came to my mind as you were talking, I think, you know, if, if that's a way to get Michael Thomas happy again, they obviously have Alvin Kamara. I think that could be a, a location for him, too. So this is the one I'm going to throw back at you. And this is one that was on First Take. Not First Take. What's the show that Nick writes on? Whatever. The show that Nick writes on with Chris Broussard and, and, and a couple other people on, on Fox Sports in the morning. What quarterback do you think is under the most pressure in the NFL this year? What quarterback is under the most pressure? Yeah. I thought it was a very interesting question. Uh, Chris Broussard picked Baker Mayfield as number one. Uh, I think that there's a couple other guys. I'm not going to tell you who Nick Wright picked because I actually agree with him, but I'm interested. What quarterback do you think is under the most pressure? I mean, Baker makes a lot of sense there um, in that spot. I mean, the thing is, if we we're looking at, I'm looking at teams that the guys, the teams at the top seem pretty set here. Like I'm looking at like Las Vegas, like Derek Carr, like he's under a lot of pressure to keep his job there. Um, yeah, I don't, I, mean, I don't know. What it comes down to, I think it's Josh Allen. I mean, I, I think the expectations, the weight of what he did he last signed a year, six year deal, and that's the other part, right? He just he's got locked the up fuck, for eight years. He just got the money though. When I say pressure, I don't mean like they're going to trade him and run him out of town, but 
you know, with money comes expectations with the, the performance that he had last year. He ain't sneaking up on anybody this year. The Buffalo team isn't sneaking up on anybody this year. They don't run the football, which concerns me in general. And I know you, <laughs> you're not a huge fan of running backs or running the football in general, but that's not true. I, I am a fan of the I am a fan of the run game of which they have none. And that's concerning. Yeah, he is their run game, right? Yeah. And I, I think Lamar Jackson's under some pressure, too, to be honest with you, with with the injuries and everything. And that was one that 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 like immediately jumped to my mind when, when you when you asked the question. I But but I just I just don't agree. I just don't agree with that. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm so biased against Lamar Jackson that really anything that I say doesn't matter. And I almost don't even want to say bad things about him anymore because the, the, the people that love Lamar Jackson are never going to be convinced of what I think or what I see or who I think he is as a player in the same way that I will never see what the people who love Lamar Jackson see or the player that he thinks he is. So it's we, we've just reached an impasse. OK, let's go to the bold predictions. For the I, record, I, like, I am not one of those guys that loves. I, I, I'm not saying Lamar. I'm not I know, saying I, you are. I, I'm, I'm letting the fans know I, yeah. I, I want to you know, I, I think that. I think that he's a capable guy, probably more so than you. Um, I don't see him in that top, you know, seven category where I often see him sit. But uh, but yeah, once he gets hurt, man, it's all it, like I think he's a guy that you're going to see start to rack up injuries. He'll get a high ankle sprain. Then it'll be a shoulder. Then he might break his collar. Like, I think you're going to see, and, and I don't wish injury on anybody. You know that about me. I never want to see any player get hurt. I'm not that guy, but I think Lamar Jackson's going to, you know, we keep going back to this cam stuff, you know, cam, once he started getting hurt, man, it was just like, he was always hurt. It was always something else. He had the foot. I think he had a list Frank thing. He had the shoulder thing. He had some broken rib. I just think you see a very similar situation with Lamar Jackson. Okay. Bold predictions. What do you got? All right. My first one does involve a running back. <laughs> Derek Henry has led the league in rushing the last two seasons. I think he finishes outside the top 10 this year. So you don't Average. think he's going to go for 2000 yards again? No, no, I don't think he'll be anywhere near that. Um, he averaged 360 touches over the past two years, almost 400 touches last year. He'll be 28 in January, you know, after the season's over, but We've seen what these what these touches do to to a running back. You know, it's you know part of the part of the draft strategy for me. We talk about it zero RB. It's you know these running backs are running full head of steam into five and six guys that weigh three hundred pounds every single time they touch the ball. Save for what? I know he scored a lot of touchdowns last year. He's not going to get anywhere close to that. But you know, whereas wide receivers are getting tackled out in space by themselves with a defensive back that weighs 25 pounds less than them. Right. And they're so, getting like, Oh, laid, right. Like they get spun down to the ground. Right. And these, these guys. And, and don't, don't get me wrong. Derrick Henry is a fucking beast. And we talked about Tom Brady, not breaking down. He's 43 years old. Derrick Henry doesn't play quarterback. Okay. He's getting pounded every game. I know that he gets stronger as the game goes on. These are called bold takes for a reason because they're not likely to happen. Yeah. Derrick Raj, Derrick Henry outside the top 10 rush. Well, my, mine are likely. Is that is that your only one? No, I've got another one. All right, let's hear. It. I've got Dallas. Got Dallas winning six games or less. I it start, could happen. I know that they've got a weak division. I just don't. I just don't think they're all that good. I, I think that Dak is very good. You know, I think he's in that 10, 12, 14 range with guys like Baker, Derek Carr. You know, those types of guys. 
I agree. He, he's he's a better fantasy football player than he is real life football player. He throws it a lot because they're always behind and he gets six or seven or eight rushing touchdowns a year. So I, and, and, and the problem is with most regular fans now, they equate good fantasy football players to good real life football players. Yeah, and that's I mean, that's been been the case for a while. It's 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 bad, but not a great, you know, they're, they're 20th strength of schedule here. But but. All of their big games are on the road. Okay, they're starting out zero two. They're not. They're not beating the Bucks tomorrow night. They're not beating the Chargers next week in LA. You know they get a break with the Eagles, but then uh, you know a couple couple of games. Then they get at the Patriots, at the Vikings. I don't see them winning those games. At the Chiefs, at the Saints, who I don't really think are all that much better than them. But at, they're not beating. At, they're not beating Washington. At the Giants is a tough game for them. You know, and then they finish with the Cardinals, which I could see the Cardinals beating. I just I could see them winning six games or less. Um, that's, well, that's they, they do have two wins before the season even starts. You know, we don't we don't know. Maybe the team had quit on them by the time they play at Philly and Philly's got and Philly. I mean, we know Philly's going to be starting Minshew by then. So they'd have to they'd have to forfeit that game to lose it. <laughs> so I got Dallas Derrick Henry outside top 10 rushers. Dallas wins six games or less. So I got three. Obviously, we talked about my number one number in no particular order. One of mine was that Atlanta almost makes the playoffs. I think they're in the mix with the Cowboys. I'm not as I'm not as short on the Cowboys as you are. The second one here. Again, that's a bold take. That's a bold take for me for Dallas to have six games. Yeah, when it happens, when it happens, I'm taking my laps and I want my flowers. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I think it it could happen. I, I think that. Number two here, the Steelers go seven and ten. I that was the number I put for them in the over under. They fall below 500 for the first time under Tomlin. They went eight and eight three times under Tomlin 12, 13, and 19. This is going to be the first time they fall below 500. They go seven and ten. You jumped on me very quickly when I started calling for potentially Mike Tomlin being on the hot seat and all that stuff. So I'm not even going to go down that road, but. Because I think that's too bold. I think there has to be some bit of realist realism to this. So my second one is the Steelers go seven and ten and fall under five hundred for the first time under Tomlin. And my last bold prediction: Look, this is a fucking this is almost a certainty. Gardner Minshew is going to start more games than Jalen Hurts, and it's not because of injury. Jalen Hurts is fucking trash. The Eagles are trash. Gardner Minshew gives them a better chance to win games because he knows how to play with trash teams because he did it in Jacksonville and he actually won a few games down there. So if they want to win games, win any games, have a chance week in and week out, they better start Gardner Minshew. So I believe that there's enough smart people in that organization to realize that. So Gardner Minshew starts more games than Jalen Hurts. So I had a conversation with a friend of mine um, right after a fantasy draft. He's like, oh, I missed out on Jalen Hurts. And I'm like, well, I think you dodged a bullet. And he's like, what? He's like, I don't know about that. Like, he went into all these stats. He scored 12 points a game with his legs. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Four I think, games. I think that I think that Hurts is a great fantasy, a fantasy player. I think he's a much better fantasy quarterback than he is a real-life quarterback. The problem is they're starting 0-6, and he's going to get benched. They're starting 0-6. They're not beating Atlanta. They are not beating San Francisco or Dallas or Kansas City. No. They have to come to Carolina, who we just no. talked about the defense. And then again, then they play on October 14th. They play Tampa Bay. They're starting 0-6. New coaches 
that aren't tied to quarterbacks and trade for a quarterback that's better than them right before the season starts generally don't stick with that guy through 0 six starts. I agree. You know, I was, I was going to actually cut a clip this week for, for social media and use my Browns are going to win the Super Bowl clip. But (laughs) I think I'm using that one right there because that was great. I was told that that was a very, very bold take. And I don't think it's bold. No, it is not. Gardner Minshew will 100 fucking percent start more games than Jalen Hurts. It is. It's a fucking certainty. The fans in Philly are going to be booing Jalen Hurts at halftime on Sunday. They are going to be calling for Gardner Minshew on the Monday morning call in shows this Monday. Dude, I, 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 you know I'm right. I don't think I don't think it's that early. Oh, I mean, shit. I mean, it's not like Atlanta's got like the purple people eaters back there. I mean, then look, you get San Francisco. You know, maybe they can score with Dallas, but they're not going to beat them. You know, and then they're, they're going to get back to back weeks where they play Kansas City, whose defense is not great, but they're going to get smoked there. And then Carolina and Tampa. Philadelphia Eagles are fucking trash. That's all. That's the bottom line. All right, let's move in. That's that is our NFL preview. The last thing we have to do, the second annual water cooler football challenge. I won last year. It was it was a fucking barely. It was a mollywop. We call made. that a mollywop where I come from. I mean, I beat you by like 40 points. Yeah, it was a 40 point per win system. No, it was not. So because I finished first last year, Luke gets the number one pick this year. I don't even want the number one pick. I'm deferring. You've already won it, and there is no deferring. You get the number one pick. Go ahead. We do what, what do we do? Six teams? We do six teams. You can make one change throughout the season. This isn't like our NBA water cooler challenge where you can change teams out as often as you want to and the points don't start accruing until the playoffs. This is a season-long challenge that runs until the Super Bowl. Luke, you have the number one pick. The floor is yours, my friend. Well, I got to go with the team that I picked to win the Super Bowl, so I'm taking the Chiefs with the first pick. I didn't do that last year, and it probably cost me quite a bit. because It didn't I thought because that- I had all four teams in the championship games. Yeah, because I would have had one of them, even though they lost, but I still would have had one of them. All right. So Luke Crocker, the crock pot, Kansas City number one. So it is on me, Ryan Saber. Well, we're going Tampa. I mean, Tampa's going to win the Super Bowl or is going to be in the Super Bowl. And then I am taking the team that I think is going to win the Super Bowl in the Cleveland Browns. All right, so back to me for two. I'm going to take the other team that I believe to be in the final four there at the Bills, and I will take the Packers. I thought for a second, I knew you were going to take Buffalo. For some fucking weird reason, I knew you were going to take Buffalo, but I thought for a second that you weren't going to take the Packers. However, these next two teams that I have, I both have rated higher on my power ranking than Buffalo. So that works out for me. I'm going to take the Los Angeles Rams and I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers like that. I like that. Let's see here. That leaves me with got to get one of those NFC West teams. So obviously the Seahawks 
and the Ravens. All right. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Tennessee and it really comes down to two teams here. Do I want a wild card team in the AFC or do I want, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Washington football team left me with a choice here. So um, I wasn't expecting that. I'm guessing the wild card team that you passed on was the chargers. (laughs) Um, So yeah, uh, yeah, I guess I'll just, I'll swing with them. This is good because last year you picked like the Cowboys and the Eagles, I think. And when we yeah. did, and when we did, if, the if, Dak, sw- if Dak doesn't have a freak accident, there's more points right there. Yeah, three more points. All right. So just as a recap, Luke's team right now, he 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 has the opportunity at some point in the season to switch one of these teams out. He's got the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, the Green Bay Packers. The Seattle Seahawks, go go Hawks, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Los Angeles, don't call me San Diego Chargers. Ryan Saba has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Cleveland Browns, the Los Angeles Rams, the San Francisco 49ers, the Tennessee Titans, and your Washington football team. I like it. To recap the scoring, it'll be uh, one point per win during the regular season, five points for making the playoffs, five points for a divisional round, 10 points for making a conference championship, 10 points for making the Super Bowl, and five points for the Super Bowl win. It's five. It's only five for the Super Bowl win? Yeah, because if you win, if you one of us is going to have the team that wins the Super Bowl, that, that might just like 15 is a lot of points. Well, I, have, only... I have the team that's winning the Super Bowl. I thought okay. we already covered that. Okay. So that that would be you, you gotta give me a chance here. So you only get five points for winning the Super Bowl. Okay. Don't, Should we add a, a bonus point for winning your division since you decided to take the no, Titans? No, I, I want to keep the scoring the same way as it was last year. We have to maintain consistency. Got it. I don't want any excuses for back to back wins. <laughs> don't forget at WC Sports Pod, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, like, follow, and subscribe to us. We are now available on all your favorite streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you can find podcasts, you can find us. You can also find us on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. And as always, we are presented by the one and only betonline.ag. With that, we love you and enjoy your lives. Shout out to Captain Steve Stricker. Somebody suck me. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.